Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Episode 309, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I am Chris Featherstone. As always, follow us on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this week's uh, interview is uh, to a legend uh, in the business. He's been wrestling. Uh, he was wrestling for a long time, uh, three decades of of wrestling uh, for many uh, different promotions: uh, Continental Wrestling Federation, uh, Continental Wrestling uh, Association. You have the WCW, of course, WWE for a number of years, and a lot of wrestling experience, a lot of wrestling stories to give. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I want to bring on the show former member of the Orient Express, Pat, uh, Pat Tanaka's partner, uh, Max Moon. Uh, he had a, a few a few different characters uh, in his career. Paul Diamond on the show tonight. How are you tonight, sir? Good, good. How are you, guys? I'm doing fantastic. So, as I was saying, uh, you went uh, through a few incarnations in the WWE. Before that, I mean, you played soccer, and and, uh, uh, and, and you took a turn to professional wrestling, wrestled in Texas uh, for for a while. What made you made, make 
make the decision to become a pro wrestler as opposed to uh, continue to endeavor in the soccer career? Well, you know, uh, soccer really was the only thing I wanted to do. I don't know if you know, I uh, was naturally born in Croatia. Croatia, yeah. In in Europe, soccer is uh, the only thing there is really, but... uh, what happened was uh, in 1984, I was playing for the in the uh, North American Soccer League, and the uh, the league actually folded. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, I didn't want a real job. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I had uh, kind of been watching wrestling, and you know, realized that uh, well, you need to, I guess, uh, to be a good athlete, you know, you could probably do well at this. And so I decided to give it a go. That was mm-hmm. really pretty much it i really you know just kind of wanted to make a living in some sort of a sports endeavor or whatever it may have been so that's how i went from soccer to you know into wrestling wow and you spent uh decades uh in in the wrestling uh community Uh, a couple of notable things that uh you were a part of as i uh, mentioned previously was uh let's start with max moon of course uh, Conan uh, donned uh, the persona uh, pre- prior to you, uh, and uh, I've talked to Conan before. There's uh, plenty of reports saying that there's some type, but there were some differences, and uh, and you were chosen to uh, replace Conan as Max Moon. And of course, you competed at the very first uh, episode of uh, Monday Night Raw. Now, yes, how, uh, yeah. Now, how were you chosen uh, to be the, the new Max Moon, and how was that experience uh, competing at the first Raw? I mean, it was uh, well, you know, the way that uh, I got chosen is just kind of a lot thing. Uh, they had, like you said, had you know, planned to have Conan do this, and uh, at one of the TV tapings, I have no idea why or what had happened. I guess. I don't know if Conan had, you know, uh, let you know as to what may have happened, but he just never showed up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I was talking to uh, some people at the TV taping and, you know, saying, you know, you guys made all the the fancy costumes and, you know, he had some, like, robotic type of uh, other pieces that went with this and uh, spent all this, all this money and now you have nobody, you know, to use it. And uh, I said, you know, heck, you make a few small alterations, I could probably fit into it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, Vince's office was right off to the side, and he kind of uh, heard this. And, uh, you know, I he had given it some thought. And about a half hour later, I was still standing there, and he, he said, you. And he pointed at me and said, come here. <laughs> and he brought me into his office, and I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do? You know, <laughs> I get fired <laughs> And he said, well, you know, I heard you say that. He said, you know, what you said? He goes, okay, you got it. Do what you want with it. It's yours. Wow. So, I mean, you know, that's the thing about wrestling. People don't realize just being in the right place at the right time, it could, you know, um, give you a big break. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Were there any plans uh, with the Max Moon character? I mean, it was mostly used as a way to put other people over. Um, were there any yeah. other plans? Yeah, I, I believe there were. I'm not sure exactly, uh, you know, what had happened. My contract was uh, coming to an end uh, 
probably within six months or so, and uh, I really don't know why uh, the original plan was discontinued, so I'll never uh, get that answer, I guess. Yeah. Everything was going going well. In fact, uh, that uh, Royal Rumble, um, I was supposed to... uh, work with uh, Terry Taylor we had been going around and you know having some awesome matches and mm-hmm. uh, they wanted to open the Royal Rumble with, with that but uh, then all of a sudden something changed and they uh, canceled that match and uh, put me in the actual Royal Rumble which I was in for all of about two minutes yeah. before getting <laughs> eliminated and you know and then the, you know once my contract expired uh, nobody really would give me any idea as to what was going on other than I got my thing slipped uh, by FedEx in the mail. So I don't wow. know. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. And the, and the crazy thing about that is what it was a year later that you came back uh, to team with Tanaka. Uh, yeah. Yeah. About that. Yeah. So, I mean, so they, so they shipped you your, uh, you know, your termination papers and did someone contact you, you know, within a matter of months to to bring you back on board? How did that come about? As far you know, as I, you know, what I think I think we got a we're a little bit confused here. Actually, uh, the uh, when I started with WWE, uh, you know, right before that we were at uh, AWA, and uh, Pat had left uh, AWA and he had got the job with uh, WWE first. And he was uh, a part of the original Orient Express with uh, Sato. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, after Sato, after, That's after right. After Sato uh, decided to uh, go back to Japan, uh, they needed somebody to, you know, uh, fill in to uh, Orient Express. So right. That's when they contacted me. And uh, so we did the Orient Express thing first. And then and Max then, Mode. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, once Orient Express kind of, uh, ran its course. They didn't have really anything for me to do. They let Pat go, and uh, that's when I fell into the maximum thing. And right. then, you know, things right. to the end. And you went to ECW after that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. And, and you know, th- that was the second time. I'd actually, uh, Pat and I worked for ECW uh, for Paul E. Uh, Man, uh, early on when they first started uh, in in Philly, and you know when it was just uh, kind of getting going. And yeah. So the second time, you know, they were in, uh, uh, they were going very well, and you know, doing some good things at that time. The second time after uh, I had finished uh, with uh, WWE, so that was pretty fun. How, how was it work with Paul Heyman? I mean, there's you know, there's people who said that. Uh, he was he was a he was a really good way really, he did a really good job of manipulating people but uh as far as financially but making them feel like a million bucks at the same time uh how was it work with Paulie? uh that, that's uh about right you know but, <laughs> uh, yeah he, he had a way about things i mean that you know it was one place i've never seen a more disorganized uh, a company in my life. Uh, you know, you'd be at a show and the show would be starting at uh, 8 o'clock and it'd be 7.45 and he still didn't have a card made up. You know, and that, that was kind of weird. I mean, they, they advertised their shows, but uh, 
it, it was never given a card. Yeah. Uh, you know, they just listed a bunch of names, and then he made up the card as things got whatever he thought would. I don't know. I'm not really sure. But wow. it was really, really disorganized. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was really, really. But I mean, you know, and for being as disorganized as it was, it did awesome. Uh, I mean, I can't believe how well it did. Oh, uh, yeah. In, so. Yeah. For seven years, it just. It only lasted seven years, but it created a, 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 such a memorable legacy for sure. Uh, oh, yeah, and a following that was, yeah. I mean, you get your, you know, following that uh, people went and followed it everywhere. That yeah, even to, <laughs> even to this day. Even to this day, absolutely. Last thing I want to talk yeah. about uh, is uh, Jeff Jarrett just uh, got inter- in, uh, inducted. Uh, he was just got announced to be an inductee for the 2018 Hall of Fame. You tag with Jarrett. Uh, in your early days of uh, of wrestling, just uh, what are your overall thoughts on on working with Jeff Jarrett, and uh, you know, just uh, your thoughts of him uh, being inducted in the Hall of Fame this year? Well, you know, uh, Jeff had turned out to be a, a real good talent, and but you know, um, I guess wrestling sometimes it's not necessarily what we know, but who we know, and then mm-hmm. you know. Uh, not that he didn't deserve the breaks that he got. Like I said, he he was a good talent and a good worker. But uh, at the same time, you know, his father, uh, Jerry Jarrett, had uh, owned uh, the Tennessee uh, territory there, Tennessee company. I had worked for them. And that, that's actually when uh, Jeff had just graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had briefly... Uh, uh, we're tag team partners, but shortly after that uh, is when I first tagged up with uh, Pat Tanaka and actually uh, worked uh, against Jeff and uh, Billy Travis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, he was just getting started. Like I said, he was 18 years old, um, skinny as a rail, and, you know, just out of high school. So he, he was learning his way, but uh, he did very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, he was a good talent, but you know, I'm just not sure that anybody else uh, that uh, had the same abilities who would have got the, the breaks uh, mm-hmm. that he had had his father not been a uh, promoter. Yeah, certainly. So let the listeners know uh, where what you're doing nowadays and where they can find you on social media. Uh, well, I'm on Facebook, obviously. Uh, you know, uh, I don't uh, really do a whole lot. You know, every now and then uh, I do uh, go to some uh, autograph signings and stuff, but not oh, that cool. much. Yeah. Uh, you know, the business has changed a lot. Uh, I follow it, you know, a little bit, run into some people every now and then, but uh, not nearly as much as, uh, you know, other guys may be into it. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's been a pleasure having you on the show tonight. I just, uh, you know, I've interviewed, I've interviewed hundreds of people, interview someone every week, but it's always great to have just an old school territorial interview. I love those, some of my favorite interviews. And I was just, you know, just in this little bit of time, I've, I soaked up so much knowledge just uh, just for your thoughts on on different uh, people by having experience of working with them. So I really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Well, I appreciate you uh, having me, and uh, really glad to have uh, 
been able to enlighten you with uh, some of my knowledge, whatever that may have been. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Have a good night. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners. Three. On mine. Let's go. The whole squad is making it clear. We taking this year. You know who we are, but you don't know why we here. So this is where the big boys play. These big boys play like who defies the living God. Get out the big boys' way. Outsiders with the swoop in. We live as kings. You see in us, but our third man waits in the wings. And when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack. I go for dolo, but ain't solo. Cut the promo in black. Hollywood Hendrix Prizzle pinning them. To the man. And I'm that one mission with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gas and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome, never lost faith. You in all space, you can all skate, suffer but never cripple. No bin walls in my cross face. From here to Saturday, Raven, anticipating. I was frostbit, now I am glacier, mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals using. God for my defense in Alabama we jamming that's beautiful Bobby eating me and Priest we the dangerous alliance nah the Harlem Heat tie the do rag before we do battle you're talking shit you are what you speak this too sweet the number is just back we repping that wolf pack the foundation shaking no mistaking yeah we shook that trust in God we trust pushing forward never look back meekness ain't at all weakness some people mistook that stamping out this crook rap he turning the power we're on, on the razor's edge, leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man. We bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful, the owners in our group too. It's good to be king. Sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games. Our army go move too. You through. I'm in the Baptist with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. In the grand scheme, it's that easy. We tag teaming, Steiner brothers, we love it, demand the win, establish it, this the clash to the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. And a special thank you to Paul Diamond. Paul Diamond, ladies and gentlemen, the Orient Express, former tag team partner of Jeff Jarrett, former uh, member of ECW, Paul Diamond, what a great interview. I love having interviews. Uh, like that with uh, old old school talent that's been in the ter- territories, has been in the business for quite some time. Uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 309 of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I am joined with you as always. I'm Chris Featherstone. Of course, follow us at Crave Wrestling on Twitter, at Crave Wrestling, and join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. Of course, you can be interactive with us through our live stream. Also, you can be interactive with us through the hashtag PanSlams. We've got a bunch to talk about today. Uh, we got Raw. we got SmackDown. we got Elimination Chamber. Of course, we have the headlines, as always, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, we have the fight of the week this week. We have WrestleMania trivia, WrestleMania 9 and 10 trivia throughout the night tonight. Of course, if you know your WrestleMania trivia uh, between um, WrestleMania 9 and WrestleMania 10, I'm going to ask them. And you're going to answer if you know it. So and uh, this week, we're also going to do part two. We did it a few weeks ago. Uh, we're also going to do part two 
uh, of the five of the week. This week, I'm going to give you, hand you, or, or, or let you look at uh, uh, some names. And we're going to discuss some people who aren't in the Hall of Fame that uh, could could be in the Hall of Fame, uh, could not be in the Hall of Fame. It's totally up to you uh, as far as your thoughts on it. And then I'm going to give you the name, and you're going to give me um, just what you think, your thoughts. Should this person be in the Hall of Fame that we are going to discuss? I'm going to give you someone, and you're going to let me know if they should be or should not be in the WWE Hall of Fame. That is our segment that we do every night. Uh, at the end of the night, we do our Flavor of the Week segment. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we got some headlines to talk about tonight. We got a lot of interesting headlines to talk about tonight. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. Headlines. Here we go. Let's talk about some Bray Wyatt, ladies and gentlemen. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Uh, I'm not going to go too far, too far into just his personal life. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna discuss what's been reported. Uh, what's been reported uh, is so allegedly Bray Wyatt is um, <laughs> he's using some of his money. He's using some of his uh, child support money. Reportedly, um, the 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 um, yeah, Wyatt, Mikey. <laughs> Uh, Robert, I'll be giving you a list of names at the end of the show, and you'll let me know if uh, they should be in the Hall of Fame or not. But, yeah, we're talking about Bray Wyatt. Um, so, reportedly, um, Bray Wyatt, he's, he was supposed to uh, pay, spend about almost $15,000 a month in child support. Uh, and alleged, apparently, reportedly, uh, he's given some of that money to JoJo. So for those who aren't aware, um, JoJo, Bray Wyatt was married, has two kids or with his wife, Samantha, his estranged wife, Samantha. Now, uh, apparently they've split and they are um, on odds and – Samantha decided to be a homemaker uh, when Bray Wyatt started to have a successful uh, career as a uh, a professional wrestler. So with that, since they're at odds and since they're not okay, since they're very uh, at odds with each other, now they split because Samantha uh, found out that Bray was cheating on her uh, with JoJo from the WWE, who was in a heavy relationship with her, with, uh, in a, with, who was in a heavy relationship herself with, um, I forgot his name, I think Vader's son, I don't remember his name, but they were in a pretty heavy relationship for a while. Um, so apparently they broke up, and um, yeah, and, and so now uh, JoJo is dating Bray Wyatt, and Bray Wyatt is uh, showering her with gifts. Some some bikini wear. Jake Carter is his name. Um, so yeah, I got a question here. How, how do they know uh, the money was supposed to be for child support? Well, it's supposed to be for spousal support. It wasn't supposed to be for child support. It's supposed to be for spousal support, which is different um, than child support. So uh, basically, that's what 
that's what it is. It's 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 spousal support, and it was supposed to be. Um, I think they were supposed to be like fifty thousand up front, uh, almost it was fourteen thousand and some change. Um, now they and out of the f- almost fifteen thousand a month, Bray is supposed to be uh, paying uh, Samantha. Reportedly, he's only paying Samantha about $6,000 a month, which is two and a half times, <clears throat> about two and a half times less than what he's supposed to be paying, uh, paying um, Bray Wyatt. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's quite ugly. It's, it's not okay. It's not fun. It's a, it's a really tough position to be in that, uh, in, in that type of uh, scenario. And, uh, my hope is that uh, even you know even if they're not together anymore, uh, even if it don't work out, I, I just hope and pray that they get it all taken care of. Because the kids is what matters. You know, you want to do your own thing and whatever. You know, I I, I have my own uh, uh, beliefs about that. Um, but if you want to make it ugly, don't make it ugly for the kids. So that's what that's the most important thing out of all this. And so. Does uh, does Bray Wyatt want to remain um, <laughs> JoJo's sugar daddy in innocence? Um, perhaps, maybe, maybe not. I don't know how long this will last. I don't know how long this will uh, be a thing between. I mean, you know, there, there's all types of um, uh, of flares. There's uh, of flings when it comes to the uh, professional wrestling business. Uh, as far as relationships are concerned. So I'm not sure. We just saw one with Alberto El Patron and Paige. Um, there's all types of this flings all the time, the professional wrestling business. So will Bray Wyatt and JoJo last? Who knows? I would hope, I would imagine that they want to, to be serious with each other. Uh, Bray Wyatt is so serious about <laughs> being with JoJo. Apparently, that he's willing to pay, um, you know, he was ordered to pay almost fifteen thousand, and he is paying him about, you know, reportedly about six thousand a month. So JoJo better be the best girlfriend or the best relationship that he could possibly ever have, uh, because yeah, it's it's costly. <laughs> it's a lot of money dating JoJo right now, and uh, you know Bray Wyatt's, uh, you know, apparently it's. Apparently he is enjoying being with JoJo, or at least showering her with gifts. Um, so Samantha doesn't like it. Uh, she's not a fan of it. She uh, she's hoping um, that she gets her money. She decided, you know, her her on her end, she's saying, "Hey, I made the decision uh, to uh, I made a decision to be a homemaker. I'll be a, I made a decision to uh, stop my you know professional endeavors." to stay at home, raise the kids while you, you know, pursue your dreams. You know, uh, she has a point to a, to an extent. I mean, that's it. You know, I got three kids. I have a wife and three kids, and uh, it is not easy <laughs> to take care of, uh, to be a home mom. My, my wife, um, uh, my, my wife, uh, you know, she, she works a, a part-time job, but she, stays at home a chunk of the time and um it is not an easy task uh to do that 
Martin's asking, who do I want in the WWE Hall of Fame? So I've got a list of names here, and uh, we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. Who do you want in the WWE Hall of Fame? Um, who do I want in the WWE Hall of Fame? Before I before we go into these questions at the end of the show, uh, I'm going to answer that question, Martin. I want um, someone who's in the Hall of Fame who is not currently who should be, um, I would say, uh, the British Bulldog. That would be, that would be my, uh, that would be someone who I think should be in the Hall of Fame who was currently not. Now, does Davey Boy, now does uh, Davey Boy Smith, yes, but does, um, um, oh, goodness. <laughs> what is, what is, oh, goodness, uh, uh, Billington, um, Dying my kid, <laughs> dying my kid is the the other British bulldog. Does he deserve? Or does, should he be in the Hall of Fame? Hmm, I don't think. I don't know. The British Bulldogs as a tag team, do they go into the Hall of Fame? Should they be in the Hall of Fame? I don't think. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. As a tag team, I don't think so. As a the British Bulldog as a singles career, I'll say yes. I'll say emphatically yes. Um, Bam Bam Bigelow, we got a comment here. Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, yes, absolutely. And I think that uh, I think that he's could go in. He's reportedly supposed to go in today, uh, not not today, but this year. Uh, so I definitely think Bam 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 Bigelow would join Ted DiBiase as as people in Coco Beware as people who. Never won a official singles championship, um, but it will be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Teddy Biasi was a tag team champion. Coco Beware didn't win anything. Uh, and Bam Bam Bigelow did not win a single title in the WWE. Isn't that crazy? I would imagine if Bam Bam Bigelow goes in, I would imagine that they would probably show his ECW footage as well. Since, since WWE um, own, owns the rights um, of ECW footage, I would imagine they would use some of his ECW footage to kind of, you know, beef, beef his Hall of Fame induction up. I'm sure they'll use, you know, 1995 WrestleMania when he made even against LT. Um which is, I mean, as far as career peak, career moments, that was it. I mean, the 95 Royal Rumble. Um, other than that, I mean, that's really about it, really, as far as just Bam Bam Bigelow's, you know, huge achievements. Um, I think he was the, I think he was the last person in the first Survivor Series, was that 87, I believe. I think he was the last person in uh that survivor series so and i think he got eliminated by andre if i'm not mistaken uh someone's asking christopher's asking cindy lopper oh absolutely absolutely she should be in the hall of fame as far as a on the celebrity wing um they're talking about um uh, kid cash this year which i'm okay with too i'm okay with kid cash going in there too i mean the celebrity wing i mean it's so subjective in the first place. Uh, I, you know, there's no, there's no real rhyme or reason with this, with this celebrity wing. You can put anybody in there. I think, uh, I think Dick Ebersol, 
I think he should go. Why not? I mean, you know, XF, XFL. Um, and, you know, you know what? You know what would know be so funny? If Dick Ebersol goes into the Hall of Fame in 2020 when the XFL resurrects, that would be uh, very timely for Ebersol to be in the uh, celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame. Uh, Chris Benoit. No, I think he's tarnished his career too much. I think that that whole deal was just Earl Hebner. Absolutely, I think Earl Hebner should be in the Hall of Fame. Ted Turner, should he? Mm, no, no, I don't, I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, all right, next headline: Pile drivers and blood cannot be used for WrestleMania week. Uh, there was some uh, Louisiana uh, rules, you know, regulations commission that we we, we broke we broke it to. But we reported it on Wrestling Inc. Um, this this should not be a big issue for WWE as far as just uh, not being able to use uh, pile drivers or blood. They've banned this for quite some time uh, during the PG era. Um, there was a there was a, a very crazy, unfortunate incident that happened. Um, I think within the past few years because. I don't think these restrictions were the same at WrestleMania 31 um, when when it was in New Orleans before. I don't think these restrictions were the same. But, uh, I, you know, I, it's not going to be a big deal. Uh, Kane does the pile driver. Of course, The Undertaker does the pile driver. Uh, I don't see Kane in some marquee match unless they do him and Braun Strowman. Uh, I don't see, you know, if they do Taker Cena, we'll talk about SmackDown here a little bit. And Raw as well. Um, if they do take Cena, there's all. I mean, there's always the uh, the Hell's Gate, the Gogol Plata submission that he uses, and there's also uh, the uh, the Last Ride Power Bomb. He really doesn't use the Last Ride Power Bomb that much anymore, but the Gogol Plata, the, the the Hell's Gate, he's used that before. I think it was um, I think it was either Edge or Triple H that he used to beat at a WrestleMania. Um, one of them he used to beat uh, WrestleMania. I think it was it, may, it was either Edge or Triple H. Um, demolition. I'm seeing uh, Glow <laughs> Glow Wrestling. Should it be a spot for Glow Wrestling? No, I don't think so. Although I'm a huge fan of Glow, big fan of, of, of Glow. I love their resurrection. I love what they did. Um, <laughs> got a call, got comment saying uh, 27 Mania. Okay, so. So WrestleMania 27 is when he used Hell's Gate. I think was that against A? Uh, well, 27 was against Triple H, right? Because he did uh, he did Michaels for 25 and 26, and then he did Triple H for 27 and 28, and then 29 was um, what was what was 29? What was 29? What was 29? Because 30 was 30 was Brock. Oh, 21 was, 29 was Punk. Okay, 29 was Punk. Um, 30 was Brock. 31 was Bray. 30, 32 was Shane. 33 was Reigns. So, um, so yeah, I'm seeing, okay, so 29, 27 was, uh, so was it 27? I'm seeing 27 and 29. Was it 27 or 29 that he used the Hell's Gate? Um 
So yeah, yeah. Answer that for me on the on the live chat. Twenty seven or twenty nine? Which one was it? Edge or Triple H? I'm seeing Triple H. I'm also seeing twenty nine. Um, but why it was twenty nine? Uh, what was Edge? What, what was Edge? Was that twenty? Let's see. Was it twenty four? But it was um twenty. I think it was was twenty four with Edge. I believe twenty four was Edge. Uh, he might have used the Hell's Gate. He used he used them uh, one of those times, so yeah, I don't think it should be an issue as far as pile drivers. Here's the here's the big deal though, that's usually you know during WrestleMania week, you usually have a lot of the independent. Uh, okay, so Hell's Gate uh, twenty seven Triple H nose bleeding. Okay, I appreciate it. Thanks, Mikey. Uh, so you used the Hell's Gate at twenty seven, um, but yeah, yeah, I I don't think it's going to be an issue for WWE. But I do think it's going to be an issue for um, for all the independent shows. Now, that could be an issue. I'm trying to work on some things now to try to get uh, a big name uh, to, to make his comments on that. Um, former, uh, a big name, uh, working on it right now, trying to get that together um, to get his comments to, to, you know, as far as how is that going to work because his promotion, uh, you know, kind of, Pride itself on bleeding, um, so that would be quite interesting to see. Especially, I mean, uh, you have so many. Um, <laughs> good thing they didn't ban the super kick. <laughs> good call, good comment there. If they ban the super kick, uh, yikes! Uh, a bunch of indie shows would be in big, big trouble. <laughs> that would that would be all bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be. An, I don't see it as an issue for WWE. Like I said, I do see it as an issue for the, all the other independent promotions. Um, it's just because pile drivers and blood are, are two, you know, things that uh, people, a lot of independent shows do for the sake of, uh, you know, pleasing the fans. I'm, uh, I'm good friends with uh, Bobby Fulton and, uh, you know, legendary Bobby Fulton. And he has his own promotion uh, here in Ohio. And, uh, you know, he's, He's been uh, battling for probably for probably the past year or so. He's been going at it multiple matches with uh, Shane Douglas, and I've witnessed. And um, they've had some bloodbaths, some old school <laughs> uh, extreme bloodbaths uh, in Ohio here for the world classic professional big time wrestling. And yeah, it's I, I can imagine you know that being very common during WrestleMania weekend. I was a part of, uh, I did coverage uh, last year, uh, WrestleMania weekend in Orlando, and there were some other, you know, independent shows that was at, uh, you know, the, the WrestleCon and, and so forth. And, yeah, um, it would be interesting to see if, uh, if, if they would have to, you know, substantially alter just their plans because of those restrictions. So, and I'm sure, you know, it, it shouldn't be. I'm sure it's not like a big issue if if you do those things, uh, but you know a lot of times with those independent promotions, I mean a fine is that takes a, a big cut out of the out of the budget. So you definitely don't want to do that. Next headline: Raven. Raven comments on uh, being a, <laughs> inducted in the Hall of Fame. He. He said his, uh, you know, he he made some type of analogy. Um, I, I don't remember um, 
I'll find it for you. Um, he said it's something like he was commenting, uh, what happens if it's accidental blood? I don't think there's any penalties. Well, it may be though. It may be if it's accidental blood. Um, so you got to be extra careful. Uh, you got to be extra extra careful if you uh, don't if you don't want that issue. Um, speaking of blood, Raven is someone who is very uh, familiar with bleeding a lot. Uh, so Raven said the question of will I ever be inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame is asked repeatedly. Here are the odds of it happening. First, turn on the news and wait for the weather report. Then watch, and if the meteorologist says something about a snowfall in hell, I'd say my chances are still awful. So uh, Raven, <laughs> he should have he should have ended that with quote the way Raven nevermore. Uh, he does not believe that he would be in the Hall of Fame, and personally, I don't believe so as well. Uh, Raven had a you know a, a great ECW career. He really resurrected his career when he was you know Johnny Polo and Scotty Flamingo. Um, but does he have is is his career strong enough to be a part of the WWE Hall of Fame? Eh, probably not. Probably not. Uh, I don't see because plus it's not a putting Raven in the Hall of Fame like you if you're going to be extreme you have to be like legendary extreme like when they put Abdullah the Butcher in the Hall of Fame that's because he his name is so legendary over the past you know forty you know fifty years that his namesake was Hall of Fame worthy because of just everything. Um, that was a part of it. Got a comment here saying, I see the Sandman better chance as a uh, ECW Hall of Fame uh, um, than Raven. Uh, Sandman, Raven. Well, Sandman has the most uh, ECW championship rings, doesn't he? If I'm not mistaken, he has uh, like, he's like five-time champion. Five, uh, I think he has the most rings, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, Tommy Dreamer should be in the Hall of Fame. Now that's that's actually may work. I think Dreamer. I definitely think Dreamer has a Hall of Fame career because of his WWE, you know, stint. You know, it's ECW plus WWE. Raven was in WWE for a little bit, but you know, Dreamer was uh, you know part of the WWE for for a while. Then he was a part of the. Uh, WWE's resurrected version of the ECW, um, and yeah, so I think that I think it'd probably be a better shot if Ray uh, if, if Dreamer was in than than Raven uh, because Dreamer was in you know backstage involvement as well as far as recruiting and, and talent scouting and things like that. So I could definitely see Dreamer there. Uh, Chris is saying, what about Taz? <laughs> Uh, I'd say yes for Taz, uh, just because he, yeah, uh, the commentator, and he, he was a part of the WWE for a while, but Taz actually just, uh, he did like a hard shoot on WWE saying he don't give an S if he's in the Hall of Fame because he has some choice words to say about uh, WWE uh, mis- uh, impro- improperly booking Ronda, Ronda Rousey on Raw. That's an alliteration for you. Ronda Rousey on Raw. Ronda Rousey on Raw. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
I, I don't, you know, I don't know if that will automatically take him out of the Hall of Fame or any chances to get in, but uh, it, it, he, he didn't make it better. He didn't make it better uh, for for his shot, for his chances to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. All right, let's do some trivia, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Who? Let's do some trivia, 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 trivia. All right, ladies and gentlemen, first question of the night is, here we go. What type of match was Randy Savage versus Crush at WrestleMania 10? What type of match was Randy Savage versus Crush at WrestleMania 10? That is the first question on deck for tonight. All right, so next uh, next headline. Very low attendance at a recent SmackDown show. Um, re, um, retirement. No, it was not a retirement match. Nope, not a retirement match. Um, so I reported uh, last week here on Wrestling Inc. Um, and, yeah, yeah, so <laughs> Barry, there was a, uh, um, I don't remember, Wrestling News something daily. I don't, I don't remember who or who was the uh, Lewis? Yes, correct. Falls count anywhere. Great job, great job. Before we go into this low SmackDown live, I got another question. Here we go. Who were the guest referees of the WWE Championship matches at WrestleMania Ten? Who were the guest referees of the WWE Championship matches at WrestleMania 10? So, multi-person answer. Who were the special guest referees for the two WWE Championship matches at WrestleMania 10? So, yeah, SmackDown. Um, SmackDown was good today. We'll talk about uh, we'll talk about SmackDown a little bit more. But SmackDown last week was tough. It was I think it was in Phoenix. Uh, there was a, a photo that was taken. On my show, I had someone on the live stream so that they uh, they came from they just came from the Phoenix uh, show, um, so I got some reports, and yeah, I mean the 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 building was uh, quite bad. Uh, it was quite tough, and uh, it was not uh, <laughs> it was quite embarrassing. One half was uh, very sparse. There was a huge section that was tarped off. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, there were some comments of like it was the beginning of the show, blah blah. blah. But the reports that I that I received um, of people going, they were saying that um, it was the whole show. It, there there wasn't much growth uh, from that from that on the show um, for the for the rest of the show. So I don't know if people just weren't interested because it was in Phoenix, uh, the Raw before maybe. Uh, it, you know, I saw a picture of this week's SmackDown. It was much better. There was there was a um, the upper section was tarped off, but it was a lot filled in you know, in the lower bowls. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, it was uh, it was it was quite embarrassing last year. I think I mean last week. I think the biggest thing was probably W. I think I think the fans probably didn't want to pay double for Raw and SmackDown. It seems like they 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 chose. If they wanted to go to Raw or if they wanted to go to SmackDown, people chose Raw. And I think the fact that they were in two cities with, I mean, like if 
after a pay per view after SummerSlam, they usually do the four city the the four day deal. They usually do uh, take over the Saturday, the pay per view Sunday, Raw Monday, and SmackDown Tuesday. But they, like I said, they only usually do that with like you know uh, big pay per views like WrestleMania and SummerSlam. So you know having it back to back in Phoenix. Just a random week, <laughs> not even a go home show. What was the go home? Sh- no, it wasn't even. It wasn't the go home show. Yeah, it was the go home show for SmackDown for for Elimination Chamber, but Elim- Elimination Chamber was a Raw pay per view, so it wasn't even a go home show. Fastlane's not until two weeks from now. So, yeah, it was it was it was really tough to see, and it just we're about to have this dual brand pay per view thing coming back. I really hope they don't end the split because. It would get back. I mean, it will be. It would ruin SmackDown. If they do the split again. Uh, if they if they ruin if they take the split away, it would it would ruin SmackDown because before the split, it was really really tough to see to, to watch SmackDown. SmackDown became like Raw light. It was just a bad continuation of feuds. I mean, people talk about seeing too much of people now. I mean, back then it was even worse because you saw them on. You know, a three-hour show on Monday and a two-hour show on Tuesday. So it was really overkill at that point. So keep the keep the split. I mean, even if it's not working, um, keep the split. I mean, because you want to showcase some talent, uh, and you don't want to you don't want to overkill it. Uh, I got a question: uh, Is ticket sales a big part of their budget? Yeah, I mean, there was a, uh, an article I reported a while ago of. Uh, uh, George Berrios, he's the uh, CFO, and uh, he he does like uh, presentations, you know, to gain sponsors, and he does like uh, um, he does like media um, uh, media like presentations and things like that. He does like uh, he he does like uh, updates of just like the financial piece. Um, he was he was talking about just different uh, factors and different elements of uh, where their money is going and where they're coming. And ticket sales is, you know, it, it is still, it's still a big deal. Um, after Edge retired, good comment says, after Edge retired, I lost interest from SmackDown. What was it? Uh, what, 2011 when Edge retired? I think it was 2011. That was the same year because he beats Del Rio at WrestleMania. I would think it was was 2027 20, that he beat Del Rio. Um, and then... Christian beat Del Rio in the latter match, you know, like extreme rules, um, because Edge had to retire. I think it was twenty. I think it was twenty-seven. Um, let me know if I'm right or or not. May have been twenty-eight. No, because Del Rio won the World Rumble in two thousand eleven. Because Sheamus won in two thousand twelve. So I believe it was twenty-seven. Here are the correct answers. Great job. We got a few. We got Lewis, and we also have uh, Mikey answering the question correct. Yokozuna versus Lex Luger had Mr. Perfect. Bret Hart versus Yokozuna had Rowdy, Roddy Piper. Uh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle provided an injury on Jason Jordan at – the Elimination Chamber saying that he's going to come back immediately following. Um, ooh, I, I agree with you. I missed the SmackDown Six. <clears throat> I agree with you. That's uh, 
that was um, a really that was a really huge benefit in uh, SmackDown around two thousand two, three, four. Um, yeah, SmackDown six was huge. Um, yeah, yeah. So Jason Jordan is not a part of this. He was not a part of SmackDown six, but uh, you know he's starting to become a huge heel. He's starting to become a big a big name. Um, I think they properly. If they if they properly have used Jason Jordan um, to be this kind of smarky, uh, entitled uh, kind of uh, heel, you know, trying to trying to uh, pull on uh, angle, um, I think that could work. I would be I think that there could be some interest in an angle versus Jordan match like a SummerSlam. Um, they of course it seems like they're going to do Jordan um and Rollins but um I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of glad they didn't do Jordan Rollins um because Jordan Rollins at at Mania I just don't see the intrigue uh I don't think it'll be terrible but I just um I don't see the intrigue. I, I, I'm a much better advocate, a, m- a much better proponent of Seth Rollins pursuing the Intercontinental Championship than competing against uh, uh, Jason Jordan. But I will say this. Uh, when Jason Jordan uh, comes back, that he has the potential to be the strongest heel on the, uh, on Raw, right? really the strongest heel on WWE. Um, so... I think that there's a really good chance that uh, if, if used correctly, WWE has the ability to um, to do some really, really good things with, with Jason Jordan as far as being one of the best heels. He's amazing in the ring. Uh, characters bland, but I think with the kind of smarkiness that he has, he has the potential of uh, being one of uh, an amazing strong heel. He always get, He already gets a ton of heat. He gets a ton of heat, uh, so keeping that heat for Raw, uh, keeping that heat would be good for for Jordan. Who does he feud against? Um, I, I would be okay with Seth Rollins winning the uh, Intercontinental Championship and and, and um, Rollins feuding against Jason Jordan after after Mania. I'd be fine with that. I think that would be totally fine. And then you can actually branch it off to um, the club. Feuding against the Miz Miz and the Miz You can have a six-man match, um, like at their next pay-per-view. I think Backlash is it'll be a dual-branded pay-per-view. So you can actually branch off two angles um, post-Mania. You can do Seth versus Jason Jordan for the Intercontinental Championship. You can do the Club uh, or the Balor Club versus Miz and the uh in the six-man. So. Branching off to multiple feuds is a good thing. And if Seth wins the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania, I think that that would be a good deal. Next trivia question. Who did The Undertaker defeat at WrestleMania 9? Who did The Undertaker defeat at WrestleMania 9? All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the Raw and SmackDown review. I loved your thoughts on the Raw and SmackDown review. We will be right back to talk about them. We'll be right back. 
Giant Gonzalez. Giant Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Giant Gonzalez is the correct answer. Uh, real quick. <laughs> Greatest match in Mania history. Got a comment here. <laughs> Very interesting. Greatest match in Mania history. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think it's up there. Or not? No, I don't think I don't think it's up there. Not even close. Um, all right. So, what do y'all think of what you know? Your thoughts on Raw? Share your thoughts on Raw. What do you feel was the best part? What was the worst part? We had Alexa Bliss doing an in-ring promo with Mickey James. Um, somehow, Mickey James became a heel again. That was weird. Um, no rhyme or reason to it at all. Just I'm gonna be a heel again. And here, and this is what I was thinking with Mickey James when I was watching, um, when I was watching Raw, I said, you know, compared to the Women's Royal Rumble, you had names such as like Kelly Kelly, who was definitely, I mean, Kelly, but not even close to a legend, not not a legend in 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 any stretch of that word. Um, someone, you know. Someone like a Michelle McCool, really, I mean, amazing hand, could argue to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, but legend, uh, I think that's a stretch. Uh, you had, you know, people like Tori Wilson, who, you know, her time in WCW and WWE, she was good, you know. Um, rest in peace to Al Wilson. <laughs> Uh, you know, she she was good. She was a good hand for WWE. She uh, was a good name while she was there. Uh, wasn't really a wrestler at all. Wasn't any type of championship quality or material. Uh, legend? No. No, I wouldn't call Tori Wilson a legend. So it's like I was looking at those names and... Uh, I was like crazy because Mickey James is still a part of the Raw roster. I'm glad that she's getting that Raw paycheck, you know, the WWE paycheck. That's great. However, it's like, man, I think that this may be tarnishing her career just from a legendary Hall of Fame standpoint. Because here's the thing. I was thinking during that segment when she was just standing there and then she became healed just because, Alexa Bliss was just talking, and then she was with her as her BFF again, and she started attacking, um, who was it, Bailey or Sasha or one of them, um, or Asuka. When it came to the ring, uh, yeah, Asuka, and I'm like, this is terrible because it's a legend, a six-time women's champion, uh, Mickey James is at the point where she just kind of, without rhyme or reason, I'm a heel again, and it was just really, really weird to me. It was, it was really, really odd, very, very odd to me. Um, and, and so I was like, man, you know what? You know the crazy part is, uh, if she would retire. Right now, like if, if there was an announcement that said Mickey James has decided to retire, uh, that that was released tomorrow, she would have the credentials to go into this year's Hall of Fame 
And I was th- I was thinking that. I said, Mickey James could retire right now and go in the WWE Hall of Fame this year. That's how much of a uh, legendary Hall of Fame credentialed status that she has. But it's kind of like, I think she's at the point of kind of like overstaying her welcome. And I, it's it's tough to say that with, you know, someone who's getting good money, you know, paying bills. She, she has a kid. Um, but it's like, can she be a trainer? You know, can she make... Does she make a lot of money being a trainer or something like that? Kind of being in the business from a backstage perspective, because Mickey James as a as a name right now is just forgettable, and she doesn't deserve that. But she's in a position at this point where there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, the times where she was feuding with Alexa Bliss. You know, for the for the uh, Raw Women's Championship, I liked them. You know, there 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 were some times when people felt that she could have won the championship, but at the same time, it's like, what now? I mean, <laughs> what now? I don't see anything. Um, <clears throat> got a question there. Mick, Mickey can still go. She's being booked poorly. Here's the thing, Mickey Mickey James can still go. She's still very good in the ring. Um, I mean, she's not old, right? I mean, she's, what, 38? So, you know, she's still got some time. Still, you know, still got a few years left. But still, it's like, man, I just don't see, I, I don't see it anymore with Mickey James as far as just how she's being booked. In the ring, she's really good still. Veteran in the ring. But just the way WWE's booking Mickey James is just not good. Real quick, snapshot thoughts on Elimination Chamber. Um, I I was okay. I was I think it was a good thing that Alexa Bliss won. Um, Women's Chamber was a really good match. I liked the 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 pacing of it. I share with Cesaro against Titus Apollo. Decent match, but who ever thinks that they're gonna you know Titus and Apollo was gonna win the match? I call them the new TNA. Titus and Apollo. Uh, Oscar Nia Jax was, it was decent. Uh, they've had better matches. I think they're kind of doing overkill because they, they're they going against each other next week on Raw. Like, uh, what, what, why in the world are they doing? And real quick, they were, they were plugging, I was watching Mix Max Challenge, and they were plugging Asuka's streak being over on the tag match. Um, which is not true. Like you can't do that. Like first of all, it's two things. First of all, you're not going to have Oscar um, lose in a tag match, lose her streak in the mix match challenge. So basically, you just tipped your hand on who's going to win the whole thing. Because <clears throat> of course, you're not going to have Oscar lose or uh, in her streak in the mix match challenge if you're doing this whole. You don't want to lose her streak. Her streak is being jeopardized in a tag match. If that's the case, she lost a while ago. I know she teamed up with, like, was it like Ember Moon or something like that that she uh, lost? They lost. I mean, they, they, they lost the match. And then they start saying that she has been unpinned, unsubmitted as a singles wrestler 
But it was a tag match that they lost. I'm trying to figure out where it is. That uh, it was sometime last year. It was sometime last year where there was a it was a part of a, a tag team match that they lost the match. Um, I'll find it as far as just the what it was, but it wasn't. You know, I was thinking in my head like you can't just do the whole. Okay, here it is. Um, Lana and Nia Jax lost against Asuka and Dara uh, Baronado, which is uh, Sonya Deville, Daria. Um, that was in May 27, 2016, but I think there was an NXT one, too. Um, yeah, so some so another, so, some more, um, some more ones, uh, 2016, March, some house shows when Bailey was champ. Um, some more women's championship matches, house shows. Okay, so Battle Royal when Carmella won, she lost. She lost that one. Um, and yeah, yeah. So it. She hasn't. You know, she hasn't won every single match that she was a part of. And yeah. So if you want to do the whole. Uh, you know, lose, <laughs> your your streak is being jeopardized, even in a tag match. I mean, you you can't you can't do that. You know, that's that's one of those things that 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 would be inaccurate. That that would be inaccurate to say. So, like I said, I mean, she also she, they also tipped the hand of who's going to win because, of course, they're not going to have her lose her streak in a mix mix match challenge out of anything. So. We know who's going to win now. <laughs> we, we, you know, congratulations, WWE, for spoiling that for us. Um, but yeah, but I was just, you know, thinking about that during the whole uh, mixed match challenge thing. But um, I think, I think it is overkill, you know, with with her and Nia Jax. Uh, I, I don't see the point of that. And and you know, and just <clears throat> I was very upset when they had. Nia Jax destroy Asuka when Asuka, after Asuka won that match. That was absolutely terrible. Why in the world would you spend so much time building Asuka uh, to, to, to be, um, why, why in the world would you want Asuka, someone who you are building, you know, to be a part of, uh, WrestleMania, you're building her as a name, Undefeated Street, Asuka, and why in the world would you have her go against Nia Jax for a considerable amount of time and then turn around and automatically after the, after the match get destroyed by Nia Jax? That was a terrible way, terrible way to build uh, Nia, this Asuka. I just, it was very, very poor booking uh, with that with that segment there. Matt Hardy and Bray, Bray Wyatt, uh, you know, I predicted Matt Hardy to win uh, just because Bray Wyatt beat him at the Raw 25 and beat him. Beat him. Um, I think it was another Raw as well that he beat him. Uh, so. It was about it was Matt Hardy's time to win. I definitely think this is going to be carried over to 
uh, WrestleMania. They'll do a, some type of gimmick match. I hope it's not as bad as the House of Horrors with, with Randy Orton. It just seems like with Bray Wyatt at this point, his his career is so stagnant that it, it's it's so sad and it's so stagnant that it seems like everything leads to some type of gimmick match with Bray Wyatt. It's like, hey, so I'm going to do Orton. Cause, okay, so let's think about it. When he went against um, uh, Brandy Orton, it is, uh, they did their House of Hardcore, uh, House of Horrors, and they did their gimmicked match at WrestleMania with all the war- worms and the roaches and all the maggots and whatever. And you had um, Kane. I think that was like an Inferno match they did with that. That was gimmicked. And then they had um, – there was also a missing one with, with Bray Wyatt. There was there was a, there was another one that was that was gimmicked with Bray Wyatt um, that he that he had with with someone else. I don't I don't remember what it was, um, but he had now now he's now he's having this gimmick match with the uh, Finn Balor Finn Balor the whole sister Abigail that's who it was. So the, so he goes against Finn Balor for months and months and months. So he has another gimmick match with the whole Sister Abigail thing. Now he's doing another gimmick match with Matt Hardy. And it's like, well, he didn't he didn't do the Sister Abigail because he was sick, but he was about to do the Sister Abigail. And it's like, is this the career of Bray Wyatt? I'm going to feud with someone for like three, four months. I'm going to end it with some type of gimmick match. I'm not going to get anything from it. I'm just going to go to the next person. I mean, just just think of Bray Wyatt's career. Just think of all the Hall of Famer, you know, all of Hall of Fame worthy names that he did that he's feuded against: John Cena, The Undertaker, Chris Jericho, uh, Roman Reigns, uh, Randy Orton, Kane. It's like the the uh, all all of these all of these Hall of Fame bound names that he's shooting with over the past few years. I mean, count Dean Ambrose, count Seth Rollins, count Finn Balor. He has been, he has been infused with world champion after world champion after world champion. And still his career has not grown, has not gotten better. So he's in a really tough spot right now. The Ronda Rousey contract signing was good to me. I think it was much better than expected. Uh, I, th- I like the whole suplex spot. The Stephanie slap, I, I don't think it was necessary. Cause she kind of played to uh, – the the fact that she kind of played to Stephanie and being scared with, with Stephanie, I think that that was good. But we'll talk about Raw here in a minute as far as just how bad that was. Uh, Roman Reigns wins the Man's Elimination Chamber. I'm totally fine with that. Uh, I think there's a story behind Reigns and Lesnar, especially after we <laughs> what we saw on Raw. Um, but I, again, just with Asuka, why in the world you, you had Braun Strowman pin five? I mean, every single person other than Roman Reigns, you had Braun Strowman pin him. So obviously, he's over enough. They 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 put him over tremendously. He 
it was very clear that Braun Strowman had his moments, and he slipped up. He lost against Roman Reigns, but he beat everybody else. To attack Roman Reigns after the match, people started booing him. It's like I tweeted this. WWE knows how to fool a foolproof plan, and that's what they did with Braun Strowman at an Elimination Chamber. It was no reason, no reason at all that Braun Strowman should have attacked uh, Roman Reigns. I think it was a terrible call, terrible call that they did that, and it didn't make Roman Reigns look good at all. All right, before we get into Raw, let's do another trivia question. Other than Yokozuna, who lost the WWE title at WrestleMania 9? Other than my Yokozuna, who lost the WWE title at WrestleMania 9? All right, so back on Raw, um, John Cena, the in-ring promo. He, so he challenges The Undertaker, <laughs> and uh, then he said that that's not going to happen. And then he said he wanted to do, you know, a, he wanted to have a path to to, to um, WrestleMania, and he's going to go on SmackDown Live. So, um, I don't know. I mean, how do I, you know? How do you feel about that? Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. Um, I don't really think it's a good idea. You know, it's. Yeah, I, 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 it seems like they were trying to do that thing with Taker just to get a crowd reaction, just to kind of keep it in people's minds. People started chanting Undertaker as soon as he said that, so people people knew um, that they were going to um, to do that. But um, you know, he's John Cena. I mean, <laughs> why are we building so much around John Cena? Uh, being a part of WrestleMania. I mean, there's always the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal that he can be dumped in, you know. So there's <laughs> John Cena not having a clear path to WrestleMania um, is a is a bad approach. Um, got a bunch of um, got a bunch of comments here. Roman's Chamber was the ma- match the nights. Um. NXT Women's Fair doesn't count for goal loss of any type. Well, she was in a tag match. She's she's lost a tag match before. Um, LeBron with Elimination Chamber chasing the Miz on top was really awesome. Uh, then they're setting up Jax to fight Bliss and Oscar fights Charlotte. Um, see, that's the thing. And again, what? Why though? Why? I mean. It's clear that Nia Jax is playing a very, you know, strong heel. Uh, Alexa did a fantastic promo um, at the at the end of her win to 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 get heel heat, and heel versus heel at Mania for the Raw Women's Championship is a bad, bad, bad call, bad call. Um, and plus, you don't want to do. I mean, so you're getting uh, Charlotte. And uh, Ruby Riot in a couple weeks. You don't want to start a feud, um, you know, less than a month before Mania, you know, for a title. It's just I'm not 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 a fan of that. Uh, Wyatt and Harley, Wyatt and Hardy at Mania at the Hardy Compound. 
Uh, yeah, it seems like they'll probably do something like that. Uh, they need Wyatt back with the Wyatt family. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, but you have the Bludgeon Brothers that is on Raw right now, on SmackDown right now. So who would be a Wyatt family? Do, do you turn Strowman heel again? Um, I think I've been saying this for a long time. I, I think Bray Wyatt should be a babyface. Uh, but do they? What do they do? See, here would be here would be something though that I think that would be interesting. Right now, they have no one in the tag team championship scene right now. I think it would be very very interesting um, to turn Bray Wyatt face team with Braun Strowman. They team and go against the Bar for the tag team championship. I think that would be interesting because you can always turn that into uh, Bray Wyatt doing all that and, and, and getting on the people's side uh, just to, at the end, try to lure Braun Strowman back into the dark side, back into the darkness. You can always do something like that. So you can you can have a Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman match down the line uh, because it was all a part, all a ruse. Bray Wyatt was trying to get Braun Strowman um and lure him back and into the family. So you could you could do something like that. I mean, it'll be much more intriguing than anything Wyatt's doing nowadays, anyway. So uh, great job, all the people who got the right answer. This Bret Hart is the answer. Great job. It is Bret Hart. Uh, next question of the night. Here we go. What were the two matches? which Hulk Hogan was a part of at WrestleMania 9. What were the two matches which Hulk Hogan was a part of at WrestleMania 9? Uh, so let's go into um, so Ryan defeating uh, Slater and Rhino, you know, whatever. Poor Rhino, though. I mean, Rhino was Rhino should be in a better spot than what he is now. Uh, I think so. At least on NXT. I mean, when he was in NXT, you know, he was a much better spot, you know, uh, as far as just meaning something. Now he's kind of lost in the shuffle. I think that he should be. I think I think Rhino should go back to NXT. He he could be a make it be the man in NXT. Just imagine like a Rhino versus Lars Sullivan. Uh, you know, Rhino versus Killian Dane. Um, yeah, those would be really interesting. I mean, <laughs> you know. I think the Rhino would be in some really good spots. Uh, there's a, a bunch of matches that could be set up for him. Uh, Rhino versus Ono. Um, so I think there would be some good matches set up for him. Right now, he's just, man, you know, he's just there. Um, so they set up the whole Finn Balor and, and, and uh, Reigns beat Miz and then Club, Miz Garage, then Balor meet, beats Miz. Um, I, I like this. I like this. I, I think that's See my my pick would have been I think they should have done a ladder match because you know they did, they were starting to do the ladder matches for a couple of years kind of be a tradition for WrestleMania to put uh, some some you know top names mid card upper mid card names in good spots I think that they should have done a ladder match this year as well because you got a bunch of names who could be utilized in good ways. I mean, you don't, you don't have, there's nothing with Braun Strowman right now. So you could have had Strowman, Elias, Finn, uh, Rollins, Miz, and somebody else, you know, maybe 
So five, six or seven people, maybe like an Apollo, uh, would be a, would have a good spot there. Um, so you can have a six or seven person ladder match. And well, I mean, why not? Um, you know, Miz. There's a very, very, very high chance that Miz is going to lose the belt uh, um, because uh, Maurice is due within that area within days before or during. Uh, that area of WrestleMania, so you know he'll probably be away for a little bit uh, before his new baby. So there's a really good chance that you know he'll he'll lose the match uh, as far as uh, uh, as far as at WrestleMania. So why not? I mean, are we going to see Braun Strowman and Elias? Uh, I don't. I like Elias. I like Braun Strowman. I think both of them are really, really uh, two of the best you know rising stars in the, the entire WWE right now. But if you give one person the rub, does it hurt the other person? Um, if, if, if Elias loses, I don't see – I don't think that's going to really hurt Elias. Um, but uh, I don't know if Strowman versus Elias has that WrestleMania feel to it. Now, granted, it would be huge for Elias. Um, that would be huge for Elias. He's getting a big WrestleMania spot, a marquee match. He's not a part of a multi-person, just kind of throwaway match. Um, I think that would be huge. I mean, you know, if I'm Elias, I'm like, bring it on. <laughs> Give me Braun Strowman. I'm all for it. Um, but, you know, from a fan's perspective, uh, does Braun Strowman and Elias have a marquee mania feel to it? I don't think so. I wouldn't be totally opposed or against it happening. I wouldn't be totally against it happening. Uh, however, I don't think it really has that WrestleMania feel to it. I do think both of them should be in a multi-person match for the Intercontinental Championship. I think that would be better. Um, it doesn't seem like they're going to do Strowman and uh, Rousey, which it was a better spot for Strowman, but to me that was still a bit odd. I know that he still has some history with Triple H from Survivor Series, but it was still kind of odd to see Strowman and Rousey together because Strowman is so big. You know, you don't want to dwarf Ronda Rousey, you know, too much because Taz was kind of, uh, it was actually shooting on that because Stephanie McMahon was doing that. If you have Braun Strowman next to Ronda Rousey, I think that uh, that wouldn't really look too good for Rousey. Like, this whole thing is for the sake of Ronda Rousey. Like, at the end of the day, we want Ronda Rousey to be to, to grow stock in her name in the WWE. Um, all everybody else are utility players. There's they're a supporting cast to Ronda Rousey having a bigger, better, uh, having the spotlight of this match. This is for Ronda Rousey. So who do you bring in as a good supporting cast to make this work? They feel that Kurt Angle is good enough. Seemingly, they, they feel that Kurt Angle is good enough at this point. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure seeing him in his gear and, and coming out to his music and everything, you know, it may change my mind uh, when I'm at Mania. But I don't know. I mean, of course, The Rock probably won't do it because of the schedule. I've said this, I've said this for weeks. I think that they should 
I think Bobby Lashley should be the guy. I think I think they should pick Bobby Lashley. Um, you know, the, he's reportedly agreed to terms uh, with WWE. Uh, he can appear anytime. You know, of course, the, the Raw after Mania is usually a good time to to uh, to make stuff like that happen. But I think you know, I would be a I would be a fan if they if they put Bobby Lashley as a part of as Ronda Rousey's partner. They both for MMA back background. Um, it's a good way to bring in Lashley without having. See here, here, here's my here, here's how I would do it. So, you Kurt Angle could say you, you sucker punch me, you know uh, I'm not available to I'm not able to wrestle, blah blah blah. But I do have someone who can fill uh, my role. Who can who, I do have someone who's who's ready and primed and and willing to defeat. Uh, you know the the the, uh, the authority, the the, the Triple H McMahon. Uh, you you guys are uh, ball. You, you guys are uh, abusing your power. I do have someone who who will who will be able to dethrone you. So out comes Bobby Lashley, and Lashley teams up with Rousey to go against Triple H and Stephanie at WrestleMania, and then. What you can do is this: after WrestleMania, leading into SummerSlam, and and if if Lesnar does not resign, you can still have this work into and 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 lead it to someone else. But if Les, if Lesnar does resign, I think you can set this up even better. So basically, Rousey can turn on Le, on Lashley and side with Heyman. And so basically that can lead up to Lashley versus uh, uh, Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. So I think Lashley being the pick would be a much better, uh, uh, much better than, than Strowman or uh, Kurt Angle. Uh, Someone's saying, can you really feel sorry for Cena? <laughs> no. Uh, Wise versus Sandy after WrestleMania. Eh, okay. We'll see. Um, Great, great job. Great job. Here's the correct answer. Very, very good. Mega Maniacs with Brutus Beefcake versus Money, Inc. And, of course, he uh, stole Bret Hart's spotlight uh, to defeat Yokozuna at the end of WrestleMania. Talk about stealing spotlights, man. <laughs> uh, you know, there's been reports for years brewing that uh, – Hulk Hogan didn't want um, to lose against Bret Hart, so they did the real quick, you know, because back in the day it was like, you know, face versus face wasn't really a deal. It wasn't really, you know, uh, existed. If you, in order to kind of prep or have the next baby face win, there was a transitional heel that comes in between. We saw that with Billy. Uh, we saw that with. Um, Superstar Graham. We saw that with uh, uh, Ivan Koloff. Uh, so, so that was kind of like the transition. Iron Sheik was another one. So that that was the, kind of like the transition heel uh, to kind of prep and 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 prime the babyface to win. So Hogan, you know, basically Vince wanted Bret Hart to just say beat Hogan, but Hogan. He didn't, he didn't want anything to do with it. So, uh, two out of three t- 
Titus and Apollo, yeah, yeah. Um, again, who, who, no, nobody, nobody thought that they were going to win the tag team championships. And then, like we we, we talked at the end, uh, we talked as far as the um, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Uh, as far as SmackDown, I really liked the Usos and New Day part. Um, I, I liked I like Big E kind of coming out of the shell, you know, uh, kind of being a little bit more serious. I like the New Day's ca- character and jovial. I, I love it. I look, New Day is one of my favorites. But it was kind of cool to see, you know, Big E uh, show some mic skills. I think he did a fantastic job cutting uh, cutting that promo and being serious about it. And I usually am critical about the Usos promos, but I will say this: I, I do think that uh, this one, this one was good to me. I, I'm okay with this one. Ruby Riot just uh, beating Naomi. <clears throat> I think it was a given. Just Naomi just losing like that, though. I'm I'm not a big fan of. Um, I just <clears throat> I like Ruby Riot, but the Riot Squad is just like, eh, you know, just. I they there's no connection that I have with the Riot Squad. I just uh, Ruby Riot's a really good. She's good as a heel. I don't necessarily know. I haven't really connected to that yet. But I think a decent championship contender for a B pay per view. Uh, I I'm not totally opposed to Riot being uh, in the championship run against Charlotte. It's just this. Six woman stuff. It's not really making anyone look good out, uh, outside of all of this. <clears throat> um, what they have? Uh, what if they have Braun versus the SmackDown star gender? Uh, that actually wouldn't be a uh, um, a bad idea. Um, someone said Lastly versus McMahon again at Mania. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Because Lastly um, was it twenty three? I believe uh, uh, Battle of the Billionaires. And so, yeah, I mean, you can use that as well. Um, that actually wouldn't be a bad idea if you did a um, a Raw versus SmackDown. The only thing is I don't want to see, like, Kurt Angle and Shane feud and saying my my brand is better. But if they don't do that, I, I definitely think that Braun versus Jinder, I'd be totally fine with that. I think that's actually a pretty good idea. If they do a cross-brand type of deal uh, between brawn and gender, so I would be very interested in that. Uh, here's the next question: Who retained the WWE Women's Championship at WrestleMania 10? Who retained the WWE Women's Championship at WrestleMania 10? Cena versus Styles was good, um, but just I've never been a fan of world champions. Losing uh, on Raw. I don't care if it's a non-title match. I would prefer John Cena being in a handicap match against Owens and Zayn than just losing to Styles. I mean, to beat instead of beating Styles. I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that. I'm just not. I understand that it's Cena. He's been a multi-time, you know, 16-time champion. But it doesn't make AJ look like a champion. It doesn't make him stand out. It doesn't make him uh, any different if he just... Loses a match on SmackDown. I mean, he's done that quite a few times. He's lost against Owens. He's lost against Zayn. Lost against Cena. There's nothing that the WWE is doing right now to make AJ Styles stand out 
there's no way in the world that they would do that to Brock Lesnar. And I definitely think just doing that to AJ is a bad call. Like I said, I would have rather for them to I would have rather for Cena to beat uh Zayn and Owens in a handicap match than beating Styles. Um so yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think uh we got some answers here. Yes, absolutely. Alundra Blaze. Alundra Blaze. All right, last question before we get to the flavor of the week, before I give you a list of names of who should be in the Hall of Fame. Last question. What venue hosted WrestleMania 9? What venue hosted WrestleMania 9? Um, All right. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready for the flavor of the week. I got a bunch of names and – you want to give me your thoughts on if these people should be in the Hall of Fame. Here we go. It is now time for the Flavor of the Week. All right. Here we go. So I got some. This, this is going to be pretty fun. I got a bunch of names for you. Caesar's Palace. Yes. Vegas Caesar's Palace. All right, first name, first name, first name. Should Umaga be in the Hall of Fame? Should Umaga be in the Hall of Fame? Um, decent, you know, uh, three-minute warning. Um, Umaga, um, is it strong enough to be in the Hall of Fame, though? That's the biggest thing. Is a Hall of Fame worthy career for Umaga um, as a whole? So, uh, what are your thoughts for Umaga being in the Hall of Fame? Uh, I, personally, I would say I would say that he missed the cut, unfortunately. But I mean, then you have three minute warning though. The three-minute warning wasn't strong enough as a tag team. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think he barely misses the cut. I, barely, I mean, just barely, barely, barely misses the cut. Umaga, Umaga, Umaga. Yeah, barely, barely misses the cut. Uh, only because of his family name is uh, is a comment that I see here. Um. The Fatu family, so so perhaps the Fatu family in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, there's some Fatus that, that that shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think that he just maybe barely misses it as far as just being in the Hall of Fame. I wouldn't be opposed to him being in the Hall of Fame, but as far as the Hall of Fame career, WB, uh, I'm not confident on that. Next name, Bruce Pritchard. Do you believe that Bruce Pritchard should be in the Hall of Fame? Brother Love, I love Bruce Pritchard as Brother Love should be in the Hall of Fame. I say yes. Uh, I think Brother Love for late 80s, early 90s was uh, a fantastic character. Fantastic character. Man is the Undertaker for, for a hiccup. Uh, he actually, in the interview with uh, Wrestling Inc., he actually uh, um, explained the reason why he stopped managing The Undertaker. It was pretty interesting. 
Um, I say yeah. I say yeah. Very hard to see if Bulldog is having a hard time getting in as far as Umaga. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good call. Um, Bruce Pritchard. Should Bruce Pritchard be in the Hall of Fame? Brother Love, exactly, with all them rings, red face. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. All right, a few more. Next person, Superstar Bill Dundee. Superstar Bill Dundee. I, I say without a doubt, yes. Without a doubt, yes, Bill Dundee. I think that he's has a, had a, a fantastic career. I've had him on my show before. This guy has been uh, wrestling for a long, 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 long time. And if you want to bring AWA people, um, you know, uh, I, I think if you want to put in all these, if, yes, if they start putting in bookers, um, I, I I think I think that was a preacher comment, but yeah, I think I think that uh, Bill Dundee should be in. I think he has a Hall of Fame career, not necessarily in WWE, but if you're gonna put in people like Nick Bockwinkle and Vern Gagne, um, people who didn't even really step foot in WWE, I think you got to put in someone like a Bill Dundee uh, if it, if you're putting in AWA people. Um, someone's saying not none of name recognition. Uh, I beg to differ. I think Bill Dundee's a, a legend in, in the business. Um, especially if you're putting, like I said, people, people like Blockwinkle. All right, a couple more. Dirty Dutch Mantel. Of course, we know him. Uh, his latest stint was Seb Coulter, but again, Continental um, Mantel. Do you put Dutch Mantel in the Hall of Fame? I think he may just miss the cut. I think he may just miss the cut. Uh, I think he may just miss the cut. I think that uh, he has a Hall of Fame kind of, he has a Hall of Fame worthy career, but as far as just um, someone saying no for Dutch, um, I, I think someone saying, especially if we're talking the old territories, yes. Um, but, but, uh, you know, I don't think you really widen your credentials too much if you are talking about the Hall of Fame. So I think it's a just a really slight no for credentials. No. All right, last one, last one for this week. Here we go. Lex Luger, ladies and gentlemen, should Lex Luger be in the Hall of Fame? I think without a doubt. Without a doubt, yes, Lex Luger should be in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the biggest names in WCW for a while. Um, former WCW champion, um, didn't have a didn't have too much of a successful WWE career, uh, but he was a, he was in there. He won the Royal Rumble. He won a Royal Rumble. Cole won a Royal Rumble. Uh, was featured at SummerSlam. Was featured at WrestleMania. So. Also, uh, the, the, the live stream, the live chat agrees as well uh, with the yes. So, yes, I agree. Um, Lex Luger should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. That is that is uh, what I believe, and the live stream agrees with me. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Episode 309, we had Paul Diamond in the beginning of the show. So, for those who uh, join us the live chat after the interview, so go ahead and download audio on iTunes uh, or on Blog Talk Radio. Download that. 
and you will get to see that you'll get to hear the interview. I have weekly interviews every week. Um, this week was with Paul Diamond. Uh, last week was with Shane Taylor from ROH, and every week before was with Colt Toombs and Brian Cage. Just every every week, I have a uh, have an interview. I had one recently with Eric Bischoff. Um, so if you download uh, for people listening on the live stream or an audio, download it. You'll get the uh, interview at the beginning of the, of the podcast, and of course the video cast uh, that will be uh, starting to air on uh, Wrestling Inc. as well. So stay tuned for that. Follow at Crave Wrestling on Twitter. Follow me at Chris Prolific, ladies and gentlemen. Three hundred nine episodes of the Pancake Power Slams show. It's been a pleasure. Thanks to Paul Diamond for the interview today. Thanks for everybody in live stream. Great interaction. Thanks for joining us. Until next week. Enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless you. Have a good night. Goodbye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.